0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. What I want to talk about is food shortages. They are coming. They are coming quickly. So, you've heard me saying this for months and months and months and months and months. I've been saying, hey, go get you some food. You better stock up on some food. You better get you some food. Well, I'm saying it again. You better get you some food. Listen, folks, um, there's a food shortage that's coming and... Man, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I think of like biblical proportions is what I'm thinking. If you remember back in Egypt, I just got the reading. um, Genesis going into um, Exodus. Now, if you remember, there was the seven years of famine and the seven years of good, right? And Joseph put all the grain and blah, blah, blah. And then I think about China stockpiling all the grain. Like 60% of the world's grain supply China has stockpiled. I'm like, hmm. Kind of makes you wonder what's really going on, folks. Whew is coming i want to read this article uh this is at uh um, privacynewswatch.com and this is um farming insider warns coming food shortages are worse than what we are being told of course they are really they don't tell us the truth when was the last time they told you the truth i'll let you think on that we could be here for a while but anyway this is by michael snyder it was originally posted on end of the american dream and so the information he says that i'm about to share with you is extremely alarming but i have always endeavored to sh- never sugarcoat things for my readers right now there are shortages of certain items in grocery stores across the united states and food supplies have gotten very tight all over the globe just listen to this quick report from cnn empty shelves at grocery stores like the early days of the pandemic He says it's ridiculous Kinnett Washington went to three D.C. stores to find food for her kids. It's getting a little hard, but I just have to do what I got to do. The cause? A perfect storm. The entire food supply chain, farms, warehouses, trucking, grocery stores, were already facing a worker shortage. Now, Omicron is intensifying it. Home and inflation at its highest point in 40 years, families are cooking more meals, and demand for groceries is spiking. Now, throw in winter weather. This blast in the Northeast shut down I-95 in Virginia, a critical trucking route for more than a day, leaving stores across the region with little inventory. According to this farmer, dramatically increased cost of fertilizer or for fertilizer will make it impossible for many farmers to profitably plant corn this year. Uh, The following uh, is an excerpt from an email that he recently sent me. He goes, quote, things for 2022 are interesting and scary. Input costs for things like fertilizer, liquid nitrogen and seeds are like triple and quadruple the old process. It will not be profitable to plant this year. Let me repeat the economics will not work. Our plan is to drop about 700 acres of corn off and convert to soybeans. They use less fertilizer and we also have chicken manure from that operation. But he goes, guess what? Everybody of course has that same plan to go that same route to do soybeans instead of corn. But you need to think about this, folks. Most of uh, the cattle, I mean, corn is in everything. Corn is in everything in the United States. Pick up a pick up a canned food, and you read the ingredients, and corn is somewhere in there in some form or fashion. I mean, think about it. It is. I mean, I mean that's what they feed, like the feed lots. I mean, think about it. And so he continues. He says, Gus, well, we're not the only ones that have those same plans. Already, there's a shortage of soybean seeds, so we will see how that will work out. He said, the way I see it, there will be a major grain shortage later in the year, especially with corn. I mean, we are are small with that, he said. But what about these people in the Midwest who have like 10,000 acres of corn? He goes, this is not going to be good. Uh, and he goes, of course, guy said, once I got that email, he goes, I sent him another one back asking some more questions. And so the guy responded, and he said, as for the farming, I see it getting bad. Things like fertilizer and liquid nitrogen have tripled and quadrupled in price. Yes, commodity prices are up, but that certainly won't cover the cost, increased input cost. He goes, we are in North Carolina, so while certainly not like the Midwest, we still grow grain, The Midwest, of course, will have these same higher input costs as well. He goes, corn, for example, takes about 600 pounds of fertilizer per acre, plus 50 gallons of liquid nitrogen. Times that by many acres, and that's a lot of money. Soybeans take much less. The plan for us and most others around here is to drastically cut corn acres and switch to soybeans. Problem is, there is apparently a soybean seed shortage because others have this plan as well. We were lucky enough to pre-buy enough to do it. However, most people, especially younger farmers or farmers, uh, where that is all they do, probably don't have the money to front like that. He continues, the way I see it, a corn shortage will come. I guess there could possibly be a glut of soybeans. But remember, that could depend on the seed being available. I guess there are other alternatives, maybe milo, oats, or barley. Of course, the corn market is much larger. Think animal feed and ethanol. I mean, for animals, soybeans are used to, but it's a mix. He says, what what happens to the animal producers who depend on reasonably priced corn? I just don't see how this can end well. He continues, I mean, even if we end up with plenty of soybeans, even a glut, then You have a busted market for that. I don't know. There just isn't much history to base any of this on. I just see it hurting both grain farmers and animal farmers and also translating to more shortages in price increases for consumers who buy the end product. He goes, I was stunned at first when I read all that. He goes, corn is one of the foundational pillars of our food supply. If you go to the grocery store, like I was saying... He goes, and start reading through the ingredients of various products, you'll quickly discover that corn isn't just about everything in one form or another. So what is our country going to look like if a severe corn shortage actually happens? He goes, I don't even want to think about it. He goes, of course, uh, fertilizer prices are now just going through the roof here in the United States. In South Africa, higher fertilizer prices are going to dramatically affect the coffee production. That's getting close to home. I could probably do it without corn and any corn products, but cannot do without my coffee but here's a lady uh christina uh de Valle, um who comes from a long line of coffee growers in brazil it is this year pay, paying three times what she paid last year for the fertilizer she needs she goes coupled with the recent drought that hit her crop hard it means that uh she's like 75 it says will produce a fraction of her brand of coffee uh some of which is exported there is also a shortage of fertilizer. This year you pay, then you put your name on a waiting list, and the supplier delivers it when he has it, she said. If you love to drink coffee in the morning, you will soon be paying much more for that privilege. Over in Africa, fertilizer process could result in 30 million metric tons less food produced. Listen to that, folks. 30 million metric tons. See how much that is? That's enough food that feeds 100 million people. That's a lot to be cut. So fertilizer demand in sub-Saharan Africa could fall 30% in 2022, according to the International Fertilizer Development Center, a global nonprofit organization that would translate to 30 million metric tons less food produced, which the center says is equivalent to food needs of 100 million people. Lower fertilizer use will inevitably weigh on food production and quality, affecting food availability, rural incomes, and the livelihoods of the poor, said Joseph. Schmidt Hooper, Deputy Director of the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization's Trade and Markets Division. Where in the world are we going to get enough food to replace quote, the food needs of 100 million people? Unquote. Question mark. This is beyond serious, the article continues. Basically, the stage is being set for the sort of historic global crisis that I have been relentlessly warning about. Many Americans had assumed that even if the rest of the world was suffering, that we would be immune But now there are widespread shortages all over the nation. And Wall Street Journal just published an article entitled, quote, U.S. food supply is under pressure from plants to store shelves. This is really happening, folks. In Washington, D.C., residents are being instructed to, quote, just buy what you need and leave some for the others, unquote, quote. If you're hitting the grocery store to prepare for winter weather, please just buy what you need and leave some for others. You may have noticed empty shelves in some stores due to national supply chain issues, but there's no need to buy more than you normally would, unquote. That's a lie, folks. That's a lie that's what they're gonna tell you they're gonna tell you that remember China welding doors the people in there remember um you know the beginning of our CV 19 you guys remember empty shelves you couldn't get food you know think about it folks and that was like what two weeks think about it it's a very touchy subject yeah, I mean it could just like that, our supply chain could just, and it's already, already um, very fragile as it is right now. We're already not being able to get food. There's a lot of places that if you notice that you used to buy a certain product, you can't even get that product anymore. They've actually removed the product from their inventory because they can't get it. Uh, the manufacturer that used to make that product is no longer making that product anymore because the cost associated with everything. I can tell you right now, I buy from a local uh, farmer i get my my ground beef and my pork and steak and all that from a local farmer and uh he sent out the email out last week that we're now paying a dollar fifty to two dollars per pound more than what we paid last month because his costs have gone up for the butcher so think about that folks uh it's happening that's like local you know local local here where i'm from um you know so just telling you so anyway it says Uh, This article continues, what would have been unimaginable just a few years ago is now making headlines on a daily basis. Of course, it isn't just our food supply that is under threat. As Victor Davis Hanson has aptly noted, our country is now in the process of undergoing a systems collapse. In modern times, as in ancient Rome, several nations have suffered a systems collapse. The term describes the sudden inability of once prosperous populations to continue with what had ensured the good life as they knew it abruptly the population cannot buy or even find one's plentiful necessities they feel their streets are unsafe laws go unenforced or are enforced inequitably every day things stop working the government turns from reliable to capricious if not hostile uh, a lot of people are going to be caught off guard by the pace of change things are shifting so rapidly that it's really hard to keep up with it is really cut keep up with it all unless you are paying very close attention Now that you have been exposed to the information in this article, please don't go back to sleep. This is not a drill. We really are heading into a nightmare scenario, and I strongly urge you to act accordingly. This was originally published in The End of the American Dream. It is reposted with permission. You can find it on prophecynewswatch.com by Michael Snyder uh, at The End of the American Dream if you want to find the original guys this is not a drill this is not a dream i wish it was but it is not a dream this is really happening so uh food shortages are happening you can tell in probably in the city that you live in or the town that you're from you notice things on the shelf are missing or not there they're not coming in things are slower to get here uh we have all these tankers and all these shipments and all the stuff setting out on the sea outside of los angeles and mexico and florida um you know i think it's a manufacturer crisis I really do. I think it's all manufactured. Um, you know. Um, but you know, the global elitist, um, if you if you believe in the Bible, which I do, this is Bible prophecy for today. I try to relate everything to Bible prophecy or to the Bible. And so if you if you read in the end times in Revelation and Matthew, uh Jesus told us that famines and pestilences and wars and rumors of wars and all these things would be happening. And you can just see Russia, Ukraine, uh, we've got China over here. you know, they've got tensions with Taiwan, like all kinds of stuff is happening uh, quickly. You know, you have Australia and then China, and all these things are are happening and there's rumors and there's all kinds of talk and there's all this stuff going on and like what's gonna happen? And um, you know, if you're not a Christian, these are terrifying days to be alive. I can be honest with you. but if you are a Christian, these are very exciting days to be alive and um and so you look at these things happening the bible said these things would happen and yet the bible also said it's like birth pains you know jesus said it's like birth pains and so uh things start happening right you know hey you have a little contraction next thing you know oh, and there's another contraction you know and oh that's a stronger contraction. And so they get closer and closer and more intense and more intense and more intense and quicker and quicker and quicker until the baby comes, right? Well, we are in the end days and things are happening faster and faster. And you can tell around the world are getting more intense and more intense. Uh, you look over at, at China and there's this hantavirus, uh, you know, that's spreading, you know, somewhat through China. Of course, they say it usually happens every year around um, October in january they usually had this outbreak of the hantavirus it's a, you know so you know, it was like a hemorrhagic virus and so um but what they don't say is there's a city of 13 million that they have just completely locked down and uh i don't foresee them doing that on the coronavirus uh, locking down 13 million people but i think there might be something else going on there Maybe something else spreading. Who really knows? Um, I look at this world today and what has happened over the last couple of years, and I just I can't believe it. I, I can't believe the world's not outraged um, of what happened, of what they allowed to happen. Dr. F here in the United States, um, you know, I just, I don't understand how we allowed this to happen. But um, that's where we are, folks. But anyway, I wanted to jump on and just talk about that. And, guys, if you have not gotten Um, any food, if you haven't put anything back today is not the day I'd be out there right now, um, getting some food to put back, uh, you know, now's the time, uh, to start doing that. Months ago was the time to start doing that. But if you have not planned accordingly, I would start doing that right now. Um, prices are already uh, going up every week. Prices are increasing. Um, shortages are becoming more and more prevalent. So if I was you, I would, you know, go to walmart.com or wherever you shop and make you a grocery list and, man, get you some stuff delivered. Main main important thing I would start uh, stocking up on would be water. You need the water. Definitely get water. But other than that, canned goods and that kind of thing, you know, um, now is not the time to be complacent, folks. Now is the time to get ready. We need to be ready. Uh, We need to be, most importantly, spreading the word of God, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be a watchman on the wall. Uh, That's what I feel I've been called to do by the Lord. And so that's what I try to do. I try to tell people things that are happening in news and world events and how they relate to the Bible and how they relate to Bible prophecy and why it's so important. Um, If you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to make him your savior today. I wouldn't wait another moment. Um, Just because you were five years old, and you walked down the aisle and you said a little prayer that does not save you Let me tell you right now that does not save you a relationship with Jesus Christ That's the only way Jesus said I'm the way the truth and life. and no one comes to the Father except by me So you better make sure your trust and faith is in Christ and Christ alone Um, The Pope nobody can save you. Nobody can pray you out of hell. There is no purgatory None of that. There is heaven and there is hell. And the Apostle Paul says to be asked for the bodies to be present with Christ. Um, So you're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And uh, there is no in-between. And people say, well, how can God God send anybody? How can a loving God send anybody to hell? Well, he doesn't send anybody to hell. You send yourself there. And you send yourself there by rejecting his son. That's how you send yourself to hell. Because if you've ever lied, you've ever... Uh, ever had hatred in your heart towards somebody if you've ever stolen anything anything you have sinned and it doesn't take but just one sin to separate you from god because god is holy righteous and just and so one sin separates you from him and so you can't there's nothing you can do there's no good outweighs the bad there's like well i've been mainly mostly a good person yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work that way it's like that little commercial you know first that's not how any of this works you know so no that's not how this works and so christ came jesus sent his only begotten son and he he lived a perfect sinless life and yes he was born of the virgin mary and of the holy spirit and so he was all god and he was all man and uh, and he lived the perfect sinless life He died on the cross for your sin and for my sin. He took the punishment of God on the cross. And so people say, well, you know, well, he died on the cross. Yeah, but it wasn't just he died on the cross. He took our sin, my sin, your sin, the whole world's sin upon him on the cross. And so God's wrath was on Christ instead of you and me. That's what Jesus did for us. That is what Jesus did for us. And that's what God did. He sent his only son be in our place because there was no way we could ever get to heaven there's no way we couldn't do it Uh, we had to have you know faith in God and so when Christ uh, died on the cross in our place you know that's man you got to think about you need to really really think about that because you know some people say just say this little prayer and you'll be saved no no you need to realize what you're being saved from and at what cost you're being saved and so anyway Christ says anybody who calls on him will be saved it says anybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved you don't have to jump through hoops and you don't have to do this and you don't have to kneel and get up kneel and get up kneel, whatever you, there's no there's no little certain prayer that you have to say none of that don't let anybody tell you that gee you be driving down the road in your car right now listening to me listen to anybody the Holy Spirit was gonna, is going to speak to you convict you you know whisper and you're like man i'm telling you now is the time all you all you have to do is realize what god has done and realize what jesus has done you know you know jesus you know thank you for you know dying for my sin thank you for forgiving me thank you all you have to do is say lord jesus please forgive me of my sin please forgive me please be the lord of my life and he will he says, as far as the east is from the west, he has forgotten your sin. Remember that. There's nothing you have done that is too bad that God will not forgive you, that Jesus can't forgive you. Nothing. There is no sin that you have committed that Jesus Christ will not forgive you for. Remember that. Well, I'm a fundamental Baptist. And so um, I do believe once saved, always saved. And the Bible says uh, in John that nothing can snatch you out of the Father's hand. Nothing. So if you're truly born again, you must be born again. So when you accept Christ as your savior, you are born again. And so you are a brand new creature in Christ. All the old has passed away and all the new has come. So if you ever want to get rid of all that baggage and all that garbage you're carrying around, now's the time to do it. Now is the time to do it. Today is the day of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Don't wait. You can get rid of all of that and all of that and be a brand new person brand new creature in Christ what good news is that that's awesome news awesome news so anyway guys please don't wait do not wait so much stuff is happening so much stuff is happening and you do not want to be here for the tribulation you have an opportunity to be saved in the tribulation but do you really want to go through that That is hell on earth That's God's wrath being poured out upon this world and you do not want to be here for that I can guarantee you you don't want to be here for that if you want to know about it you can go to Amazon. You can get my book uh, under the name. Is, my name is Heather O'Daniel. And you can look it up. The book is called After the Rapture, What Comes Next? So if you know anybody who may be left behind, you might want to get that book. I think it's $3.99. I got a price. low they'll let me price it. So go out and get that book. And, um, you know, give that to a loved one and read it for yourself. It's all biblically based. It's all literally, I'd say, 80% of it is scripture. And so this, it outlines the steps of what's going to happen once, we're, once the church is raptured and then those who are left behind. It gives you a straight uh, outline of what's going to happen based right straight out of the Bible. So anyway, with that, folks, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, I sure do appreciate you guys listening to me. And, um, you know, times are short. Days are short. And uh, we are looking for the Lord. We're not looking for the Antichrist. We're looking for Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says there's a restraining force. And uh, that's what the Holy Spirit is, is it's a restraining force. And then once we are taken out, which is the church, the whole the whole uh, Christian church, the born again believers, you know, we have the Holy Spirit residing in us, and so once we are taken out of this world, then the Bible says that lawless man, that man of lawlessness will be revealed. So we are the restraining force. Praise the Lord. So uh that guys, I'm really gonna get out of here now. <laughs> Anyway, like I always say, get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you. Uh, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.